Chris found human teeth from the. Yeah, never mind. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of TMNT Shellcast. I am your host, Chris, for today. We are in episode 32, the Shack episode, uh, and we're reviewing the 20,000 Weeks Under the City episode, season three, episode 14 of the original TMNT cartoon series. I have with me John. John, how are you? Chris, I'm doing well. Shaq was number 32. I think at one point, yes. Yeah, Orlando. I thought 34 was like his number. He was 34 when he went to the Lakers because they retired Magic's number. Ah, that's right. Wow, nice job, Andrew. A young Svelte Shaq episode. Yeah, like a... For uh, a while, wasn't Shaq John's favorite player? Absolutely. Still might be. know his number. 34. He's the most dominant player of all time. All right, enough Shaq talk. Andrew, how are we today? (laughs) Doing great. Uh, and you know what else is doing great? Episode 31. Because uh, we had 41 streams from wow episode 31, uh, which was titled The Ninja Sword of Nowhere. So we had 41 streams two days ago on August 4th, which is a record for a single day. And uh, it is now our, our seventh most listened to podcast episode of all time. Damn. Wow. So we are riding the tidal wave of movie release, which you two have seen. I have not seen yet. I was set to watch it today and just adult chores got in the way, but I will be watching it this week and I'm sure soon. I don't think we've decided when yet we will have a special episode release just for the movie. Yeah. Movie. uh, I'll save all my comments on the movie until that episode, but Definitely go out and watch it. Yeah. Get your shit together. It's probably been a while since you've been to the movies. They still smell bad when you walk right in the door. That hasn't changed. And it's great. The popcorn still tastes good. They have a lot of popcorn. The floor is still sticky? The floor is still sticky. Oh, yeah. Lots of stickiness. Perfect. All right. Well, we're going to dive into this episode, which I... I'm going to call a tribute episode. We've had one of these before with the Maltese hamster, which was a nod to the Maltese Falcon movie. This episode is a nod to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which is a famous novel and movie. And I hope you guys did your research on the genre because there will be trivia questions throughout this episode for Andrew and John to earn some pizza power-ups. So when we were when I was watching this episode, I thought to myself, I every there's always a play. Twenty thousand leagues under the sea is everywhere. Everyone does yep. it. I have I don't have any clue what it is. I don't think I read the book. I definitely haven't seen the movie. Yeah, if you told me it was somehow related to Moby Dick, I would say you're probably right. But I know that's wrong. So, yeah. very. Some more in that they both involve the sea. That's about where it ends. I will say this was the hardest episode to watch 
not because it wasn't good, but because the powers that be have scrubbed the interwebs of any possible way to watch this cartoon for free. So shout out to Turtles Fight Back, my YouTube buddy who had every single episode posted on YouTube and has now, I can only assume, been eliminated by Paramount and Nickelodeon (laughs) because there is no evidence that he ever existed or that any of these episodes ever existed. So I had to resort, and thank you, Andrew, for the assist, to buying the DVDs, which, Andrew, do you own these DVDs? No, but DVDs are fucking a throwback to the 2000s. I don't own them. (laughs) Yeah, I don't own them. How are they? I mean, there's like 24 or something, right? So I will, yeah. So I'll I'll start off the bat by saying, I don't know if it was the YouTube videos I was watching, but like the color just pops a lot more. So I think I'm finally Mm. getting the full way it was intended to be animated. But this DVD set is the most hastily thrown together. You get one, I should have brought it upstairs. You get one giant box with like 30 DVDs in it. And the way they're, they're layered like shingles. So you have to get to one, you have to take out 14 other DVDs and to make it even more confusing. There's multiple DVDs for most of the seasons because there's so many episodes. So logically you would think they're numbered season three, disc one through whatever season four disc one through whatever, but no, they are one through however many there are. And then they just put the season. So season three starts with DVD three. And I was panicking because I was looking for DVDs one and two for season three and they don't exist. So it took me a little bit to figure out exactly how to get to this episode. Well, uh, two, two comments on that. One is uh, I'm not surprised, but there also is a, like a commemorative turtle van edition of the DVDs, which is like 300 bucks. So I'm I almost curious. bought it just to have it. Yeah, I'm curious if they um, use that, like actually have their shit together for that and kind of force people into buying and spending more money. Uh, Number two was, I did hear that, uh, so everything's going to be on Paramount Plus. So if you're already a subscriber, well, you now have the 87 Turtles. If you're not, is it worth the $5.99 a month? Not to Chris. Uh, But (laughs) I heard season one was released and the rest are going to be available, um, I heard, by the by the end of summer, whatever that means. So hopefully because I, in my panic to watch the episode did sign up for Paramount plus realized that the episodes were not yet available <laughs> and immediately canceled my subscription, which then set off a fraud alert on my card that I had to tell bank of America. No, that actually was me ordering something and then immediately canceling it. So wow, a lot of chaos, but we got to where we needed to be. And that is having reviewed this episode and ready to dive into the recap. So we're going to start with a trivia question just to to get things spinning here. So this will be for an odds increase power up. Wow. Very important one. The first one to answer correctly. You each get one guess. If neither of you get it, nobody gets power up. Who authored... The book, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Here is a hint. 
they have a name in common with one of the TMNT characters. Nothing. Leo. I'm, I'm gonna... <sighs> Nardo. <laughs> no. I'm going to go with Michael Angelo. Both incorrect. The correct answer, Jules Verne. Jules Verne was the author of 20,000 Weeks Under the Sea. Mm-hmm. Nobody gets the odds increase power up. I will say that was probably the hardest of the questions. So I hope you can get the next ones. But this episode opens. We are underwater in a very peaceful aquatic scene. There's a sunken ship. There's some fish swimming around. And through the ocean floor comes a giant hose with a little propeller on the bottom. And we hear a maniacal laugh that can only be Crane. So we zoom in to the Technodrome. And Shredder is making fun of Crane. And he's saying, what are you doing, Crane? Building a swimming pool? Ha ha ha. (laughs) And Crane goes, actually, no. I am building what he calls the super pump. And what does this super pump do, Andrew? Well, it is a legitimate super pump because it sucks all the ocean water into this tank in the Technodrome, which then can be expelled with another hose into a different location. Exactly. And that location that Crane has in mind, as he explains to Shredder, is the sewers. So his plan for this episode, we get the plan right away. He's going to suck up some seawater, pump it into the sewers in the city, and presumably drown and kill the turtles in their natural environment. Hmm. How about, can we talk for a minute about salt saltwater pools, saline pools? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, for rich people. Yeah, and yeah, I swear. People swear by it. I swear my um, my subdivision has a saltwater pool, but they claim that we don't. So that's just everyone's sweat, apparently. Oh. oh. Yeah. They say it's easier to keep them like, under control in terms of algae and stuff because the salt kills a lot of bacteria. Yeah, and I think it's so. better for your skin, too, because you don't have all the chemicals. I would imagine. But fucking Diabolical Crane is back to having his eyes set on destroying the turtles, so... That's great. Um, Shredder, I this is my first time realizing he wears a tank top. That's his Sun's his out, shirt. guns out. He was he was looking buff. Yeah. Right to bare buff, arms. But like he was leaning back, so that's when I noticed because I could see like his his shoulder gauntlets always kind of confuse me to make it look more like a t shirt. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely a tank top. Um and Krang is giddy AF. So this is I'd like it. I like it. I like it. Great start. Uh, I'm very interested to see how things pan out. I agree. So Shredder, not really on board with this plan. He doesn't seem to think it's going to work, but we cut from the Technodrome and we are in the sewers and Donnie is showing Mikey a new vehicle. So we got a new vehicle in this episode. It is the Turtle Tube, which is basically just like a little tube motorized tube that they're cruising through the sewer waters with 
And Donnie's explaining all the cool features that this turtle tube has, including uh, what he calls a suction gun, which is basically just, it looks like the plunger gun from that Duckburg game we had for Sega. I forget the name of it, but it shoots a plunger out with a rope. And he sees a bullfrog and he says, hey, let's pretend that shredder. And he shoots it, hits it right in the ass. And strangely, it jumps into the sewer water and starts swimming away at like the speed of light. It's dragging the turtle raft, the turtle tube. They're out of control. And Donnie says, oh, I actually, it also has this other feature, like a release. And he just takes a pair of scissors and cuts the rope. The frog swims away. They slow down. And he says, yeah, I guess there's some kinks to work out of this thing. And they spin around and go back to the lair. Not only do we have a new vehicle, we also have a new voice for Donatello, which yeah. I was just going to say, I didn't realize I foreshadowed this last episode so perfectly. I didn't, I knew Donnie's voice was coming. I didn't know it was the immediate next episode. John, what do you think of his voice? His, it's not good. Is but it? It's not as bad as Raphael's voice from last episode. Yeah. So I'm actually flipped. I think Donnie's voice is worse than Raph's. Not even close to me. <laughs> the Raph one was so bad. So bad. Donnie, at least, this voice makes him sound nerdier, but that kind of fits his. I don't like the voice, but it fits his personality, at least. Yeah. It's just funny that. You know, I guess it's been 30 episodes, 31 episodes that we've watched. You get just so used to the turtles' voices that when there's any slight change, it's very jarring. I also feel later on we'll see Bebop and Rocksteady in this episode. I It feels like Bebop also was a different voice. And maybe it's because Donatello does Bebop and Rox and Donatello. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, new voices. I thought the same thing. So um, save that thought because when we get when we get to Bebop and Rocksteady, I have a comment. Yeah. So we cut from the uh, the turtle sewers, and we're at Channel Six now. And Burn is on the phone with Tiffany, who I believe is the girl from the early episode, his hot blonde girlfriend. And he's kind of telling her he's like, I don't really like birthdays. I don't like all the fussing to do. And she's all about birthdays. And she goes, oh, actually, Burn, how old are you? And he's kind of stumbling and fumbling and lying about his age. And he's like, I'm 30-something. And then Vern is in Burn's office. And he has a birthday hat on. And he's like, "Uh, Burn, you're 50. Happy, like, 50th birthday. And Burn gets all pissed because Tiffany heard. So he hangs up the phone. And we have the whole Channel 6 gang. And they're in Burns' office and telling him, listen, I know you don't like birthday parties, but you got to celebrate. Let's go across the street, get your lunch. And Burn doesn't want to go because he knows that Channel 6 hasn't had a scoop in months. And he's afraid to leave the office in case some news comes in. But ultimately, they convince him to go with them. Yeah, Burn, 50 years old, and he's president of editor of Channel 6 News. I think that's pretty good. 50 yeah in his prime earning years i mean he looks he looks pretty good for 50 i mean he's a little overweight but i mean he's not bald so he's got that going for him and uh tiffany is definitely younger than him so 
whether he's just lying through his teeth or she's into like older dudes seems yeah. seems all right he seems to be a bit of a sugar daddy situation because she's in like a hotel they made a point to show the hotel she was in or whatever the high-rise building so ultimately he's got a young hot girlfriend and everyone around him is dragging him to lunch they're all wearing these party hats and they're looking kind of goofy april's head seems to form perfectly into the cone hat which was kind of weird what is the um, origin of these party these cone head party hats why it's it's a good question and are you pro or anti-pom-pom on the top of the cone for birthdays? Anti. Is that even a thing? Anti. It's like yeah, a clown. Is that a thing? I think I've, I'm just pure cone, to be honest. Mm. And it's like that yeah. little elastic thing that goes on the bottom. Like, that's never big enough. So you look like you're, you know, you look like you're getting your head cut off. Yeah. They're pretty embarrassing, like, costumes or whatever you want to call them to wear. Which, which one is worse a mortarboard or a birthday hat mortarboard is the graduation cap probably birthday hat yeah because you're i think anytime you wear the graduation thing it's for some sort of distinguished you know whether you're graduating high school you know it's like a commencement so i feel like people use the cone birthday hats now as like a gag to make fun of the person that's celebrating yeah you feel like a child, no matter what age you are, when you put one of those things on your head. Yeah, absolutely. So, they're all looking pretty goofy. Oh, shit. Hold on. <laughs> I knocked my camera. Hold on. Don't don't cut this out. I'll plug it back in. Hold on. Chris should have done a best, best worst, or just the worst hats. How about the, uh, the leprechaun hats you get for St. Pat? Oh. So we are now in, can you hear me? <laughs> yes. Uh, Our show uh, and tell where, segment. Where'd Chris go? Is this Casey Jones? Yes. So if you're watching on the YouTube, you'll get an extra special view of today's show and tell. Andrew pointed out, I'm wearing the official replica Casey Jones mask, sanctioned by Nickelodeon and NECA, which... John, what does NECA stand for? Um, that's a good question. New Era Collectibles Association. Yes. New Era Collectibles Association is correct. Wow. I assume. Also, I don't know what it means. Oh, I was going to say kudos to Andrew for last episode, cut splicing in Chris saying that he has no idea what the what NECA stands for. That was great. I so I was just gonna say I go was ahead, dying. I was trying to make it not confusing with that little like um but yeah it's hilarious. And honestly I can't even tell you what it stands for because it just <laughs> I can't retain it. It's collectibles association. <laughs> I don't know if it's new era. I don't think it's new era. It's uh Something entertainment. It's something entertainment collectibles association. National entertainment. National entertainment. Yeah, that's what it is. Fucking teamwork, guys. So this thing, this mask is pretty cool. I actually saw it when I was ordering the DVDs that I needed. 
And it was cheap enough to where I was like, you know what? I'm going to get this thing. It comes in pretty sweet box. So see here. is this is this the movie version or is this the cartoon version? Like, do we know which It doesn't say mask? on the box. Um, it is endorsed by NECA. And my camera's probably poor. I don't have my glasses on, so I can't tell. <laughs> but you see NECA there. There's a little description which just basically says, you know, how Casey Jones came to be and all that. But it says it's hand-painted, which is kind of cool. Oh, I got your answer, Chris. It's from the 1990 movie. So the best Hell version yeah. of Casey Jones, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and maybe the best turtle canon there fucking is. And this is, I have to say, the coolest mask of all time. It's cooler than Jason from the Jason movies. So Absolutely. Casey Jones is always one of my favorite characters. I had to get this. And to add on to the show and tell, if you give me a second here, there was another replica mask, which I just had to get. Wait, let me guess. Let me guess before you pull it out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that looks like it's hot in there. <laughs> he can't hear us. <laughs> I realized I couldn't hear if I had that yeah. on, but... This, on the flip side, is probably the worst replica mask I've ever seen in my life. So, again, it's a Nickelodeon mask, <laughs> the official from the movie. It's just rubber, and they literally hand-taped just a piece of like foam that's going to be cut out on the inside so it fits on your head. It smells like plastic, but Did we it was like 10 John? bucks. Or has John got a fucking surprise too? a fast one now. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh, from the movie? Oh yeah, nice. Hell yeah, baby! Wow, this is and I can I can barely hear you guys here. So, yes, Andrew mentioned I went to go see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and did I buy the the collector tin? You're fucking damn right I did. And what came in it? Donnie, baby. Although they were, they were a little, you know, different turtles. I got a, a tin. There'll be a little bit more show and tell on the movie episode, but I just figure Chris is busting out the mask, so I got to bust out the mask. This is Donatello from the movie. Big fan. Well, Big how fan. ironic. Give me one second as well. So, oh, fucking Chris forgot. Oh, about pizza time. Oh, I Jesus. fucking wow. I knew that we forgot something. We yeah. went too quickly. Yeah. I was like, we forgot something. Yeah. Damn. So I feel like I got to drop wow. this before it gets too cold. So <laughs> this is is actually perfect because I have a qualm I have to say about Domino's first. Is that Domino's meatball pizza? No, because Domino's got rid of meatball as a pizza option. How do you get rid of meatball? Yeah. What the fuck? Like Domino's, you're my go-to when I need to order pizza. It's you, but you don't carry meatball anymore. Like what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Apparently they dropped it during the pandemic because they were trying to streamline shit and it hasn't come back. So this is Papa John's. Uh, wow, which Papa controversial. Yeah. Little meatballs, not even slices are kind of like just little mm -hmm. mini guys. Um, 
I don't think I've ever ordered Papa John's in my entire life. But Neither. I don't think I've ever had it. But I did. Great name. Yeah. But. Yeah. Papa John with an H though. So um, I do have to say, just to give everyone a recap, I lost last week's pizza poll. Uh, and the question was, what, John? Favorite number. Favorite What's the best number? number. Yeah, best number. I said one. I went with my, my gut. John said 69. He played for the fans and he won. I, I didn't vote for 69. I voted for one. Um, but I spun and I got meatball. So I went to Papa John's website and got it delivered. And it was perfect because we forgot to do pizza time at the top of the show. And it wasn't here until five minutes ago. So wow. uh, I can't believe those fucking meatballs are you can hold it vertically. Those look yeah. like the meatballs you get in SpaghettiOs, to be honest. I, uh, I When you held that up, I was like, is that a prop? Did you get a prop <laughs> from the movie? No, real, wow. real deal. So I'm going to take a bite. And so then, uh, while you're eating, you Andrew, chat. I had just been telling John that I, I have all four movie pizzas in my freezer. There is not a mac and cheese. There is just cheese, sausage, and pepperoni, pepperoni, and Supreme. So maybe you saw mac and cheese and that was a different one, but I not available where I am. It does exist. It's called Mac Attack. Ooh. However, I've heard it's awesome and therefore it's sold out everywhere. So um, I think there's, so what were the ones you listed, Chris? There's cheese, pepperoni, supreme. Cheese, pepperoni, supreme, and then sausage and pepperoni was the other one. Yeah. I thought it was kind think- of a ripoff that's like in between supreme and pepperoni. Yeah, but then I think Mac Attack is all four turtles on the box. That would so, make sense. Um, but this isn't mac and cheese pizza. This is, whoa, look at that green screen plate I got. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> wow. That's fucking cool. Anyway. Um, it's like Shredder going through the back end of nowhere. Last yeah. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, meatballs on this are not good. Like, I was so disappointed because... Hear me out. I have been ordering like from fast food pizza places because n- there's nothing else around me that like nobody else offers anchovy or whatever. So I was going to order from my favorite pizza place around me called Grimaldi's. It's, it is a chain, but it's like New York style pizza. It's actually good. Um, they don't offer meatball either. Like I, I don't know why I've been striking out so often. I was also going to order just a big fat from New York Richie's, which is also here in Boise, like just a meatball appetizer, slice it up and throw it on my pizza. And guess what? Mm. My son ate my last cheese pizza in my freezer. <laughs> I thought I was going to say he ate your meatball. Yeah. Both no. A crime. No. So unfortunately, this meatball pizza was not good. Papa John's, not, not bringing it. It does very much taste like the really process like frozen meatballs that you get um they're dry not flavorful no extra marinara so this meatball pizza is getting this one is getting a 6.03 oh. 6.03 mark for papa john's meatball you just see it papa yeah. john step it up Thank you, Andrew, for reminding me. Honestly, I was so excited to put the mask on that I've just been I've been scrambling to get to that part. So where were we? Oh, okay. So the Channel Six gang, they go to take 
burn out for his birthday lunch. And we go back to the Krang and <laughs> Jones got an action figure sneaking in. What is that? I don't know what you're talking about. Tune wow. in to the movie episode. So Shredder is now topside. This is so creepy. Shredder's topside, and he's waiting outside a sewer grate, and he's got Krang on the communicator, and Krang fucking tearing into Shredder. He's like, listen, we got to flood these sewers now. What is going on up there? And Shredder says that he's waiting for Bebop and Rocksteady to get him a boat so that they can make their escape. And Krang's kind of like, what the hell is taking these guys so long? And Shredder says, hey, they're not rocket scientists, so give them a second. And we cut to Bebop and Rocksteady, and they're in the boatyard, and they're trying to figure out which boat to steal. And how do they determine which boat, John? Well, Bebop's favorite color is red, so they decide to steal the red one. I have a question, though. Where is this lake or this where are these boats? At the top of a hill? Yeah. That's I wasn't... You know, I I wasn't even thinking about that because I was like, oh, Bebop's favorite color is red. My favorite color is red. And Rocksteady's favorite color is red. So fucking Team Red, Raphael, Red, Starburst, Red, Fruit Punch, Gatorade, anything red is the best. Even the bad guys like it. Yeah. Even the bad guys like it. Uh, counterpoint, a red light. It's the safest light what? there is. Counter counterpoint, John. Red, coincidentally, if you have a red vehicle, it's more likely to get stolen than any other color of vehicle. That's because red is the best color and everybody wants it, even on the car. And and also, red cars have lower insurance premiums because red is a very noticeable color as opposed to black, which is hard to see at night, as opposed to white, which is hard to see in the snow. And as opposed to blue, which is also hard to see at night and or the rain. Which reminds me, John, what color car do you have? Red. Wow. Case in point. Wow. John just got owned. Counterpoint. So. Also, supporter point, fire trucks. The best of the trucks. No? Yeah. I famously wanted to be a fire truck at one point. So. Chris. Good times. I think you're stealing. Are you serious right now? What you I wanted, wanted to be, to be a, a police truck. officer? No, John, you wanted to be a police officer with Ginger, the German Shepherd. Andrew, ruling Chris. You know it's ironic. I was just talking about this with Mom this week, and I can't remember who wanted to be the fire truck. Me. Somebody it was me. I think Mom claims it's John because he liked Dalmatian dogs. Yes, but that's a fact. That's nobody knows that that John liked Dalmatians. Mom knows. Well, of course, I like mom's memory is questionable sometimes. Of course, I like that. Who wa- I wanted to be a police officer, John. No, no, you wanted to be my life. Well, I don't even know. Probably a dump truck <laughs> <laughs> and or a tractor. All right. John's stealing my childhood. We'll move on. Chris, you know how many people I've told that I want to be a fire truck? Well, you lied to every single one of them. So it's a shame. Anyway. Bebop and Rocksteady, top of the biggest hill in the city, it appears, stealing <laughs> a boat. And they go to put it's on a trailer and they go to push it and it gives way, starts flying down the hill, 
Bebop is hanging onto the bumper for dear life, and Rocksteady goes chasing after him. And then we cut, and the turtles are back in the lair, and they're all huddled outside of Donnie's lab by the doorway. And they're kind of like, hurry up. What's going on here? What's taking him so long? And he is printing off. <laughs> he's printing off on an old school printer, the kind that had the little frillies on per- the side of the perforated. Printer. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. And he comes out and he's reading his little chart and he's like, the seismic activity that nobody's mentioned until now is coming from the Earth's core. And Leo immediately says, well, that can only mean one thing, the Technodrome. And Raph pipes in and says, well, that means Shredder's behind this. And then Splinter pops up and says, actually, I've been feeling the presence of my arch nemesis recently. So Donnie's kind of like. Convenient Splinter. Yeah. Also, and Donnie was really pissed about that. Um, yeah. And speaking of Donnie, we mentioned this earlier. He does have a new voice. I did a little, little R and D, John. Ooh, okay. Little research little dro- and development. Oh yeah, and development. So let me drop this on you guys. Barry Gordon was born on twenty-one December nineteen forty-eight in Brookline, Massachusetts. He is the voice for normal Donatello and normal Bebop. So John fucking hit the nail on the head. We have a new Donnie voice. We also have a new Bebop voice. Who is that voice? That's Greg Bird. Berg. B-E-R-G. So lots of G's in his name. Three. Fucking the only guy I know in the world that has three G's in his name. Greg. So he did. He did. G-R-E-G-B-E-R-G. Greg Berg. Crazy. Because here's the other crazy thing about his name. There's only one letter difference in his first name and his last name. Wow. Wow. I mean, obviously a different order of letters, but, but so anyway, uh, that's why <laughs> Bebop has a new voice. And I still will stick my fucking flag in the sand and say, Greg Berg's Donatello voice is worse than whoever did Raphael last episode. I will die on that fucking hill. Honestly, when With, you said that, when I watched this episode, I was like, this can't be the other voice Andrew was talking about. There has to be another one that's worse. But do we get any other turtle voiceovers or are these the only two? There are other there are other uh substitute voice actors for other characters. Um what I will say is I don't know for sure if the other two turtles have sub voices or not. I can't recall. Um, but we definitely get subs for some of the other guys. And I'm not gonna mm-hmm. spoil it. Okay. But anyway, shout out to the greater Boston area for Barry Gordon. John, he's in your neck of the woods. Yeah, Brookline. Um, a nice little town, quaint. Jay, isn't Barry home. Gordon the name of The Flash also? It's like his actual name. I don't know, but Barry true. Gordon is a great hockey name. Yeah, true. Also, so, um, hold on. Shout out to the writer of this episode or one of the writers. I don't know if you guys caught this in the opening credits. Mark McCorkle. Sounds made up. 
Well, John, I work with somebody whose last name is McCorkle, so it's not made up. It's actually <laughs> very real. Anyway, speaking of wow. Bebop. Shout out to your coworker. Yeah, I would say his name, but they don't know that I do this podcast. So. <laughs> not yet. Not yet, baby. True. I got a sticker of the plant. Anyway, back to Bebop. He's in the boat with Rocksteady. Now they're cruising all the way down this giant hill, hitting every stereotypical thing you could hit with an out-of-control vehicle. They plow through a hot dog stand, and then they hit a fruit stand. And then finally, they smash into a garbage truck, which is overloaded and just has garbage spilling out over the top. I'm going to put my um, my claim in here for a hot dog pizza. I agree. Yeah, third it. It's on the board. And with all the toppings, there were ketchup and mustard clearly on Bebop and Rocksteady. Yep. Also, that poor guy's hot dog stand. I'll also put in a, a uh, petition for pineapple pizza. So I knew the fruit thing was going to come back. I saw the pineapple. I think there was something else as well. Um, but I'm also on board for pineapple pizza. The, I love pineapple. I actually just had pineapple on a pizza over the weekend. So we are going to now roll into another trivia question. This is trivia question number two, because we have somebody captaining a boat or piloting a boat for the first time. So first one answer gets a power up and that power up is the respin. So who was the captain of the ship in 20,000 leagues? Under the sea. Captain Ahab, but it's not. He is referenced by name in this episode. Captain Ahab is from Moby Dick Andrew, so you're in the same ballpark. Um no idea. Pass. Okay. I'll give you another hint. Just one. It is also the name Mark McCorkle. No. <laughs> it's the name of the captain is also the name of a famous Pixar movie. Wally. No. Captain Wally. Damn. Okay. Uh, Coco. Cap- Co- Co- captain Coco. No, John, you get one guess and you lost. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew. He said Ahab. I already guessed. I already guessed. Yeah, but you got you both got two because you both got oh. wrong. Um. Captain Gru. Jesus no. Christ. That's not Captain Pixar. Nemo. That's... Captain Nemo. Oh, shit. Yeah. I did remember Captain Nemo. I almost looked it up because I was like, oh, Nemo. Like, Nemo the fucking fish. Um, yeah. I do want to say, John, it was Illumination is who you were thinking of um, the other episode. You see that? Minions? Uh, no, I didn't oh. actually. Which one? In the movies? The preview for the Oh, duck the ducks. One? Yeah, the ducks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Illumination is who it was so you tip of your tongue you had the eye okay what did i say imagination you said it started with i think you said imagination yeah but i don't have faith that you guys are going to get the other two trivia questions because that was the easiest one so we'll see what happens but oh here's a little trivia uh, question for you hold on here's a little trivia question for you in latin what does Nemo trans? What, what does Nemo is a Latin word? What does it mean in English? 
clownfish? No. Means Nemo. Is Damage? this a fucking John dad joke right now? It's like, like sweet no. or something. Like it I need no, Mo. It means no one. No one. Interesting. That makes a lot of sense from what I researched on the book that I never read. <laughs> anyway, Bebop Rocksteady barreling down this hill. And we cut to the Channel 6 gang. They're at, coincidentally, a nautical-themed restaurant across the street from the building, and they're at the salad barge, picking with their hands, which is disgusting, picking food out of this buffet, putting it on a plate, and burn still grumpy because they haven't had a scoop in weeks. And April says, listen, it's just a dry spell, you know, not going to be much longer. And then we cut to Krang, and he pumps the hose, smashes it through the sewer, and pulls the lever to start flooding the sewer with water. The turtles, they're eating pizza at home. And they're kind of pissed because they're like, we're forgetting something. What are we forgetting? And they go, oh, yeah, we are forgetting drinks. And right as they say that, a tidal wave of water comes smashing through the kitchen and washes them down the sewer carrying them and Splinter, who was eating with them, downstream. I think, is this the scene where they're eating the pizza with chopsticks? Yes, which I have a fucking claim to make because I want to, my thought was either some sort of Asian-style pizza because of the chopsticks. However, I couldn't think anything more than that. So it looked like what he was eating was some sort of meat with some green like herbs on it but then when he picked it up with his chopstick everything just like fell off the face yeah, of it very slimy cheese yeah so i don't know how we want to handle that because we we got a visual and we had chopsticks which confused the fuck out of me uh so i was like either do like a another kind of like sushi pizza well, we already did that do we do chinese food pizza or like something else you know of that nature i mean a lot of assumptions being made by andrew but to me, this it was such a viscous cheese that I thought to myself, is that Alfredo sauce and not cheese? So maybe we right. do Alfredo mm. sauce. Oh yeah. Something, I'm, something. We we definitely need let's let's debate it here. Let's talk it let's talk it through. So Chris is saying maybe Alfredo. Um or do you just want to say it's not viscous? Because viscous means it is slow resistance to flow, so non-viscous. Yeah, Yeah. watery as the opposite. Viscous, in viscous. Great movie with Mark Wahlberg. Um. Okay, I mean, I was thinking also you could do like queso, like queso cheese, because that's also quite runny. Um, But what do you think of John? Maybe maybe you need to. I yeah. I mean, I I had written down just pineapple with, um. Hold on, let me see exactly what my note said. We'll hold please. pepperoni with runny cheese, whatever that means. What's a runny cheese like? Uh, Brie. There's gonna be some smelly French fucking gross cheese, right? I mean, mozzarella is the best melting cheese. But there's definitely like Gruyere cheese or something. Isn't that a runny cheese? Yeah. 
Um, what is the most runny cheese? And the answer is uh, apparently the stinkiest cheese is what's coming up. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, so we do, we want to do some sort of runny cheese plus pepperoni plus, are we calling it oregano? Are we calling it basil? Part with parsley? Probably parsley, right? I didn't catch the green stuff on the pizza, to be honest. There definitely was green specks, but parsley, uh, isn't it oregano is what you throw on pizza? You put oregano on a pizza, yeah. Parsley is like where you chop and put, could be basil, I don't know. I'm just naming green stuff in Italian food. All right, so do I just put watery cheese plus pepperoni plus herb and let let the field decide? Okay. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair. Yeah, I agree. So... The turtles and Splinter are getting washed downstream, which I left out an important part. Krang pulled the sliver just in time because the Technodrome was starting to back up a little bit with all this water. So just in time, he releases the lever, floods the sewers. Down go the turtles down the stream. And Splinter is basically, he's hanging on for dear life. So he's holding on to a pipe and he's just let's go because he can't hold anymore. And he basically thinks he's going to die because he tells the turtles, like, is, you know, always remember my teachings, remember me fondly, he's saying all this stuff as he's getting washed away. And there's what appears to be a little continuity error here because yeah. he's he's flowing toward this deadly waterfall that he goes over. And then yeah, and cut. Falls yeah. like a thousand feet. It's not just a l- tiny waterfall. It's like fucking Niagara Falls. He falls down. Yeah. Which is an interesting sewer design, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> but he goes over the falls. Then there's a little fade to black for what would have been a commercial. And when we come back, he is re-approaching the same falls that he just went over. And the turtles are doing everything they can to save him. And Mikey, the hero, seems to be the hero in a lot of these episodes, surfs. He surfs past the turtles that are swimming, grabs Splinter with one arm jumps kind of off of the waterfall, reaches up to grab a ladder from a manhole with his other arm. And then all of the turtles kind of form a human pyramid. They grab onto his legs and use his body to climb up topside. So Mm -hmm. this is a display of, sometimes we forget how strong the turtles are. This is superhuman mutant strength right here from Mikey. And a super mutant calabunga that he yells out as he's surfing. So, Yeah which it's been a while since we had a cowbunger from Mikey, so put that one on the board. But I did want to say a couple things. Uh, number one, foot soldiers, they're fucking back, baby. They're doing work. Um, a couple minutes ago in this uh, episode, they were helping Krang, like, essentially keep that, keeping that tank from exploding or whatever uh, in the Technodrome, so it's good to see them. Krang's plan is actually pretty good. I think this is a smart plan, like how he got from the Earth's core like to the ocean. Like clearly he's been working on shit. So Chris is as Chris says, like he's what do you always say? He's doing things. Not just yeah. watching soap operas, he's doing things in the Technodrome. But all but I, I agree. But also why are we pumping water three miles, ten miles down and then ten miles back up? What's going on? Why is it gotta run through the T D? 
Yeah. So I was thinking maybe, you know how they're having all the issues with the the AC and like cooling? Maybe he's taking that to cool, you know, or or like Like a something. radiator situation. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Well, John, also, let's keep in mind that there needs to be a pump somewhere. So the Technodrome is immobile right now. So if he wanted to go directly from ocean to sewer, he'd have to get the Technodrome somewhere to the surface. I'm so just saying, simple logistical. I'm sure there's a easier pump to get. I mean, New York is right on the fucking ocean or a river. Nobody knows. To, to me, the bigger flaw with the plan is what the fuck is Shredder doing up top anyway? Why does he need to be up there? Yeah, just to confirm that it's working or something. Like I, yeah, that's no what I was thinking too. To I'm like, top. why? Hmm. Why is he there? Like I, but or maybe it was to flush the turtles out, and he was just waiting at the exit. Like, oh, hey, if they make it through here. We know that they're alive and I'll kill them now versus like, oh, they never showed up. So they must have died in the sewer. Yeah, I think I think that like is what the logic was, but it's still kind of far fetched Mm -hmm. to me. I agree. But I do have a qualm on the super pump. Yes. Which uh, we'll discuss later, but there's no like filter on the front there. It's just an open fucking hose. So with a fan... Like, or like a paddle uh, wheel just sucking yeah. stuff in. So that right off the bat, I was like, when I saw that, I'm like, this is probably not going to be a good thing. It looks like he repurposed some of the uh, transport module tubes just as a makeshift pump. Yeah, I have no concept of how. I was thinking that tube was pretty small, but I think it's a lot bigger than I'm giving it credit for. As we'll find out later yeah. in this episode. Yeah, I think so too. So the turtles save Splinter. They climb up the ladder. They're topside now. And they're starting to piece together that these vibrations that they felt or that Donnie detected are related to the Technodrome and Shredder is somehow involved. They still they haven't figured this out. They know the flood, everything's tied together, but they haven't quite figured out why or how Shredder is doing everything. Shredder, meanwhile is sitting at the same spot, the entrance to the sewer, or the exit to the sewer, with Bebop and Rocksteady. They're in the boat that Bebop and Rocksteady had brought, and they're kind of shitting on Krang again. There's a little trickle of water coming out of the sewer, and they're saying, (laughs) oh, this is the great flood Krang was talking about. Like, what the hell's going on here? And all of a sudden, a huge wave of water comes flying out, smashes into their boat, pushes them kind of off, and they're floating around, and... Shredder calls Krang and he's like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude, enough water. Like the turtles obviously couldn't survive this. You can kind of chill out a little bit, but Krang can't stop because the pump is the suck pumps going crazy and he can't turn it off. And basically he's like, I'm draining the ocean. It's going to flood the entire <laughs> city. Like there's nothing I can do here. And they both kind of agree. Shredder's like, well, that's a small price to pay to kill the turtles. So I guess that's fine. We'll just deal with it as it happens. How about that yeah. little um, windshield wiper on the crane comlink? Yeah, the comlink. Yeah, I was. that's what I was going to say too. Great Easter egg. He like just pushes a button and all of a sudden he's got the wiper going. So that's cool. Uh, number two, this is actually better, a better plan that he's to this point that he's sucking up the entire ocean and is now flooding the city because now he in theory can get the turtles and 
like bring the city to its knees and conquer Manhattan, which is the other sometimes pr primary goal and sometimes secondary goal for Krang and Shredder. So I don't know why Shredder's basically saying like, yo, slow, slow your roll, dude, because he should be saying like pump more. We, we need to flood more of the city. Don't you think like that kind of caught me off guard. I was like, this is actually a good thing for Krang and Shredder. Well, at some point, Krang, as they're ruminating about crushing the turtles under this pressure, they, there's talk about the side effect is that the city will get demolished. And Shredder at that point is like it, a simple price to pay for killing the turtles. John, just not listening. <laughs> what? I just said that exact same thing. Oh, 30 seconds did you ago. or did John? I definitely had I deja vu. Like it was a glitch oh. in the matrix. <laughs> I literally, that was, was just said like a, right before I started speaking. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Whatever. I said it. Andrew talked and then John just repeated what I said. He's too busy playing with his action figures. <laughs> so, but I, I agree. So it's like Shredder just seems to be like a, he's opposing everything in this episode for whatever reason. Just anything Krang is trying to do, he's, he's pushing back on. <laughs> so, uh, back back at the restaurant, the flood has hit the restaurant that the Channel 6 crew is in. And it starts to flood. It smashes through the window, starts to flood the restaurant. And April is like, Burn, I'm going to get you a birthday present. And she jumps onto the salad barge and paddles through the doors to figure out like the and record what's going on with this flood what's causing it get the scoop basically so she paddles away the turtles meanwhile are chest deep in water with splinter and donnie they're waiting on donnie because he went back to get them some help and they're like you better show up soon because we're not going to make it and right at that moment in comes donnie and andrew what is he driving a modified fucking turtle van and it's dope because there's two main things that he mentions one he's replaced the tires so the standard you know all-terrain uh koa ones whatever that i have on my jeep uh no longer there he's replaced them with kind of floating tires and they look cool because they've got like extender arms like basically if you just turn the tires instead of being vertical, you flip them horizontal and then had like this metal tube connecting. So that looked cool. But then uh, like a couple of seconds later, he mentions that he also put an outboard motor, AKA like a fucking boat engine um, on the troll van. And not only that, but uh, some great shots of the interior. I don't know if you guys know this, but like yeah. phenomenal, like full, like you can truly see the turtle van rear in its, full glory because they have looking like from the front to the back, you see the whole thing, including the roof. And then looking from the back to the front later in the episode, you get the rest of it. So I was like stoked because number one, cool upgrades. Number two, I fucking love the turtle van. It's there's no better vehicle. It's fucking huge inside too. Yeah, it is huge. Yeah. Like tall, huge too, not just yeah. wide. Yeah. But there's no better van than the turtle van. It's just a fact of life. And the OG one is the best. Yeah, and smart move. Everyone that owns boats, raise your hand if you own a boat. Oh, just me? Okay. Everyone knows that an outboard motor way more reliable and easier to maintain than an inboard motor. So smart move by Donnie. But I had to wonder why he didn't bring the turtle tube 
that they made such a point of introducing earlier in the episode seemed like the perfect time to use it. I thought they were just doing that for the wheels to be able to like, Hey, I have this new technology that I use for the wheels on the, on the turtle van. Chris also the best people as the saying goes, the best days that you own a boat are the day you buy it and the day you sell it. Yeah. Is that true? Oh, I haven't sold one yet, but it was a great day when we bought it. So, so far, so true. And, uh, I believe you're a co-owner, co-owner of a boat. Actually, Andrew, if you look at the documentation, the boat is in my name. So only my name on the title. If it's titled to you, then it is your boat. It is your boat. It is titled to me indeed. So say what you want, but Hmm. it would hold up in court. A lot of boat. How come I haven't been on this boat Hmm. recently? Boat hasn't been out recently, to be honest. It's been a rainy summer. I haven't even been on the boat this year, so that tells you how infrequently it's gone out. Anyway, this isn't about my boat. This is about the turtle van, and it shows up, and it rescues the other turtles, and right as they get on board, they get a call from April, who is in some dire straits. She's got a shark circling her salad barge, and she needs some help immediately. So the turtles, they head on their way. And while she's waiting for them, she's trying to distract this shark by feeding it vegetables from the salad barge. But it doesn't want anything to do with them. It's not hungry for vegetables, at least because sharks eat meat, as everyone knows. But we're going to do a little buy or sell buffet edition right now. I'm going to read off some common or maybe uncommon buffet Fair, you will tell me if you are buying or selling each of these items. We'll start with Andrew because he's the oldest. We'll get your opinion on each of them. Andrew, then John, and we'll flip-flop. So we're going to start with the salad bar. Buy or sell a salad bar buffet. Oh, yeah. Buying fucking every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Shout out to Idaho Pizza Company. They do a, I think it's eight ninety nine lunch special. All you can eat pizza. All you can eat salad bar. And let me tell you, the salad bar is better than the pizza. And I mean that uh, sincerely. Like their salad bar is great. Their pizza is, you know, average. I would say like kind of a Domino's esque. Um, but yeah, I love salad bar. What do I do on the salad bar? Thanks for asking, Chris. I go, um, I go salad. I go. I would hope so. Uh, I mean, some people don't. Some people just go like for the pudding and like all that shit. But I go salad uh, or lettuce, I would say, as, as it's called here in America. Um, I go chickpeas. I go like corn or peas. Like I like, a, you know, kind of like Cobb-esque, Cobb salad-esque. Um, sunflower seeds are a must. Some sort of crunch needs to be there. And I top it off with uh, Italian dressing. Hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm buying the salad bar. Um. I think it just said it well. I'm buying. Yeah. I'm not putting about a salad sunflower bar is... seeds on my salad, yeah. though. What? They're okay, yeah, but that's... if you want some crunch, if you want some crunch, croutons. Yeah. No. 
Croutons are too... So here's my issue with croutons. They're fucking... They need to cut them smaller. Give me mini croutons. Because have you guys ever bit into like the crust part of a crouton that's like a fucking one-inch cube? Yeah. And you're afraid that your teeth are going to fucking shatter? How the hell do you get a... How do you get a sunflower seed on your fork? They're just all at the bottom of the bowl at the end. It gets mixed they just kind of stick dressing. with the yeah. sauce. Yeah, they stick it to the dressing and to the lettuce, and then you just the pile sauce. it up. That's literal hamster food. Yeah, but salad sauce, John. That's what we call it. Salad sauce. Really? The nice thing about a salad <laughs> bar no. pico, is... Pico, 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 pico. The toppings are all cut. That's the worst part about making a salad is if, I like a lot of different toppings. So I like a variety, but it's always a pain in yeah. the ass to cut them all up. So Benefit Yeah, and it's, also, it's also hard to make a salad for one person. Yeah. For that reason, like, um, because like, okay, I like chickpeas on my salad. I'm like, I open a whole can. I'm not eating a whole can of chickpeas. So I feel like salad bars may, uh, I'm going to make a statement. Salads are always better outside of your house. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. All right. Next buffet item. We're going fancy. John, you first. Crab legs. Sell. Eh. It's just like too much work for not enough meat. And on a buffet, I don't know. Buffet seafood kind of freaks me out. Unless it's in a fucking fried wonton with cream cheese, I don't want crab. Yeah, I will say I'm selling crab legs. um, Definitely at a buffet, but in general, I'm anti-crab. I'm pro-lobster. And here in the West, it's almost flipped because uh, the Pacific lobster is trash. Never, ever order Pacific lobster, ever. Because it's like, a lot of times it's like fucking warm water lobster, which you don't want. Um, and crab, yes. way too much work. Even even king crab or like snow crab. A lot of people like snow crab because it's sweeter. I feel like I spend an hour cracking shells and I get like a sliver of food. So... I hate crab. Except Mr. Krabs. Yeah. I like Mr. Krabs. Also, soft shell crab, though, like Maryland. Gross when people eat those. Very strange. Like, yeah, I don't know about that. Sometimes yeah. I so, like in a shrimp tempura, I'll like eat the, sh- eat the tail because it's just all going down the same thing. I can't imagine eating a whole crab like that. Like all of the, no things. Yeah. And yeah, crab they just cakes. fry them and like eat them on a sandwich. It's gross. Yeah, and crab cakes also overrated in Maryland. So, so not uh, have you ever had them in Maryland? I yes, I have. You have to get them, them. Did you get them fried or did you get them broiled? I went to outside of Baltimore. He's avoiding the question. Uh, no, I'm, I'm building up to it. Uh, outside of Baltimore, I went to the top rated crab cake place, like in all of Greater Baltimore, and I think it was broiled. Uh, it wasn't bad. It's just, it's just like lumps of crab meat. Like I, I just don't find it super appetizing. Okay. Like put it on own. a bun, put it in a hot dog bun, and make it a crab roll, and I'll fucking eat it. You know what I mean? Figure it out. Figure it out, big crab. All right. Next item: the meat carving station. Buy or sell the meat carving station at a buffet. Selling. Uh, 
and the reason is because it's mostly like it's either prime rib or um something yeah, of yeah, that nature prime. like or uh, Andrew like roast, fucking hates prime rib roast, hates yeah it. why so good i love prime rib it's so good i was gonna say yeah i'm buying meat carbon station no i'm selling if it's roast beef i'm buying if it's prime rib and i'm buying if it's any other meat so prime kudos rib is so to, good so bad all right next item andrew you go first on this one now john no, does, I, I, john does john does jello cubes from the oh, dessert jello hundreds i'd buy a thousand of those things Give me a Jello cube with a little whipped cream, and I'm a happy man. Well, uh, I love Jello, but at a buffet, I once was told um, by a former teammate of mine in high school that worked out. Shout out to Roms in uh, uh, oh, RIP RIP Roms in Sturbridge, Massachusetts. Um, I was told never eat the Jello there because of the behind the scenes things people do with that Jello. Probably part of the reason it got shut down, honestly. So I'm always selling Jello from that moment on. I will say, you when you have a bite of Jello and it's got the it's like bent out a little bit too long, and there's like one side of it that's a little yeah, the corners are a little gummy. That does that. That's buffet Jello to me. That only happens at buffet. No, you're wrong. All right, so we've got we got mixed crowd on the Jello cubes. Next one. Sushi, sushi buffet. Yeah, uh, my first experience with a sushi buffet was in Greater San Francisco. Uh, it was an all-you-can-eat sushi buffet, um, and I will say I was weary going into it because, as John mentioned a few minutes ago, seafood on a buffet probably not your best bet, especially all-you-can-eat. Uh, you were tired place, going into the buffet. Weary what? or wary? Wary. 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 Mm. wary. Andrew, need I remind you of Menudo in Natick? Your first actual sushi buffet experience? Dad what, took that us. Wasn't, that wasn't my first. Were we out of college? Or were we in college? I don't know. That was my first. I just assumed. That place is good too. I mean, I honestly, I will say I haven't had a bad knock on friggin' wood. I haven't had a bad sushi buffet experience, but I also don't just dive. Like I, I'm not always eating sushi at a buffet, if that makes sense. Yep. John, your thoughts on sushi at a buffet. Yeah, I'm buying it. It's hard. It's hard to make like you're making sushi. If it's at a buffet one, you got to be turning out sushi. So, you know, they're making it fresh back there. I'm buying it. All right. Next item. Soup, soup at a buffet. John, I'm selling. I'm sell, I don't. I'll say this: never in my life have I gotten soup at a buffet, and I never will, because it is a, a bubbly cauldron of germs that people just open it up and sniff it, and who knows where that spoon has been? When's the last, when's the last time they took that pot out and cleaned it? You don't know. I'm selling. Well. I have actually gotten soup at a buffet in the Delta Sky Lounge. And uh, what I will say is it's fucking delicious. But I echo your statement in general. Like if they're not churning and burning that soup, 
it is a gross thing. And, you know, you also get people that like use the same ladle in like different soups or like they drip it all over the lid and shit. Um, yeah. So I, I buy, I buy soup. All right. Well, I'm glad to see Andrew buy it. A lot of soup slander going on. If you think soup is the dirtiest, John, people are putting their hands all over food. Soup, if anything, is the most sanitary because the heat of the broth will kill something. Chris, that soup is not boiling hot in the Some of it is, John. Also, um, just as a counterpoint to what I just said, you don't need to boil um, liquids to kill bacteria. Most bacteria die at a uh, temperature below the boiling point of water. It's yeah, just even more to my point. Just, I know. Yeah. But John, uh, if we're going to talk about pasteurization, um, it's not just temperature, it's also time. So don't forget if you go, you, technically you can pasteurize soup or liquids at a very low temperature, low, way lower than boiling, um, like 140 degrees, but you may have to do it for like 10 hours. So, uh, just keep that in mind. Chris, I have a, are you buying or selling what's known as a forever stew or a perpetual stew? I have looked into these just out of curiosity. I am selling only because I love soup. It's my favorite type of food, I would say. But I can't do the same kind of soup over and over and over and over again. I need variety. And a forever soup just... Basically, it tastes the same forever. So I'm not doing a forever soup. I like the concept. Like Solera, right, is a uh, term used in sherry, um, I believe. And um, the idea is like, it's the same thing. It's a forever wine. Like you never fully empty the barrel and you are always adding new stuff in. Uh, I like it because it's kind of like, you guys remember learning about, um, what's it called? Uh nuclear decay is that what it is yeah. yeah how like you have this asymptote that never reaches like z- the half-life never reaches zero it just gets to the point where it's below like a threshold forever soups are the same thing like in theory to your point chris you can like over probably decades make that beef stew into chicken noodle soup but there's always going to be a little bit of beef stew that lives in that forever. You know what I mean? So I like the concept. I don't think I could eat something knowing like this has soup in it from like five years ago, three years ago, whatever. John, have you try try like 75 years, like hundreds of years? Yeah. Whatever. Like more than a day. I don't know if if I could do a forever stew or I'm pretty sure there's like high end restaurants that do like mole sauces that just cook forever. Basically they just replenish. Moving on. We have a couple more here. Soft serve ice cream by yourself. I think that's me. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Buying. um, Number one, because it's delicious. Number two, if you've ever been to a frozen yogurt place, like you have done soft serve buffet. So just throwing that out there. Yeah. And I'm I'm actually, here's a little controversial take here. I'm going to sell buffet. Because you can never get it as good as the cone as the ice cream magician behind the counter. So I'm going to sell buffet soft serve, but I'm buying soft serve. I'm not a cone guy, so that's it doesn't it doesn't impact me. Even in even in a dish, though. 
You're, you're telling me you're passing on ice cream at a buffet? No, I'm just trying to be a little yeah. I'm that's right. Thought to be a contrary here. <laughs> All right, this is one I know John can't say no to. Belly bombs. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Belly bombs. Hundred coined by Mister <laughs> Mister Corey, <laughs> who is a listener of the podcast. By the way, so wow. shout out hey. to Corey. Doxing his full name. I like it. Yeah, I like it. That's fine. I'm Do sure I bleep it out? This. Maybe I bleep it out. Yeah, yeah. You should. That'd be funny. <laughs> Corey, shut up. Um, yeah, belly bombs, absolutely. I'll eat a hundred of those things. They're just full of fried dough balls. Yeah, I have eaten them, so I, I probably should say I'm buying, but I think they're overrated. I think any fried dough thing, funnel cake, fried dough, elephant ears, belly bombs, overrated. Wow. Now, I think they're more about the environment than the taste of it. Like if you're at a carnival, that stuff tastes great, even though it's by itself in a vacuum, not the best. Gullets, on the other hand, I'm fucking buying. Shout out! What you're topping on a gullet? Butter and jelly, baby. Yep, it's the right answer. I like cinnamon sugar. No, all right. The last two, chicken wings. Oh, bone yeah. less or bone in? Fucking doesn't matter. I'm buying. Bone in. Yeah, absolutely. Buy. Like I've what? never seen that at a buffet. A Chinese bone out food chicken buffet? wing is a chicken. Yeah, John, come on. What buffet? It's what you get when you get like a poo poo platter. They put the chicken wings in there. Oh. The best chicken wings in the world are at the Chinese buffet. No, no I don't like them. I actually don't like them, but I don't like them past sell. That's, that's the last one. An, that's definitely an Andrew <clears throat> thing. You'd love those. Yeah, Andrew got a feather in his once when we went to Kahula. Yeah, that's, that's how you know it's like, fresh, baby. Do you like the legs or wi- <laughs> or the wings? Uh. Well, at the Chinese buffet, they are the uh, they're the wings. Primarily. It's like the full wing. Yeah, yeah the full wing. Um, I prefer, you know, honestly, like a drumstick is easier to eat, so I prefer those. But my wife, when she eats chicken wings, she's very particular about what meat she will eat. So she gets first pass at all the wings, and she kind of like carves off what she wants, and then I get the sloppy seconds, which I have no problem with. But most of the time, they're the, actually the wing part. Uh, not the drumstick. So, yeah, fun fact. All right. And the last one, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. Selling Jimmy Buffett. So you sing Margaritaville? Cheeseburger in yeah. Paradise. Sell. <laughs> no, Parrotheads in the crowd. Unbelievable. No. no. Jimmy Sorry, Buffett's Jimmy. a legend. He made a career out of being on a beach, basically. All right. That ends. I didn't ask you real quick. That ends the buy or sell (laughs) segment, buffet edition. So we will now go back to the episode cap. And where we left off, April was throwing swinging veggies at a shark, trying to distract it while she waited for the turtles to arrive. Well, the turtles do arrive, and this time it's Raph that springs into action to save the day. He dives into the water swims up to a phone booth, pretends to take a phone call for Jaws, and when the shark swims over to answer the phone call, he locks him in the phone booth, and away he goes, floating off in the current, and April is saved. I will say. John, go ahead. I was like, Raph is fearless. Yeah. uh, Talking about how great Red is, Raph 
saves the day. The phone booth thing, cheesy, but if April watched Shark Week last week, she would know as a shark approaches you to punch it in the nose, which is counterintuitive because that's very close to its teeth. But punch it in the nose, redirect it, and it will go a different way. Yes. So she or hit it April. in the gills. Or poke it in the gill. Go punch it. This is a great white shark, too, it was claimed. Maybe a small one, but still scary. Anyway, just when the shark is taken care of, we have Shredder just cruising around, bebop and rock steady. They're kind of just having fun, I guess. Really no direction. But they spot the turtles. And Shredder is like, holy shit, how did they survive? I thought we drowned them all. We need to obliterate them. So he makes a beeline, B for boat line, right at the turtles and tells Rocksteady, hey, throw a blaster grenade. As we've discussed previously, it's just a normal grenade. Throw it, hit the turtles. So Bebop lefty, or Rocksteady, I mean, lobs this thing. It lands perfectly on the salad barge with April. And the turtles are like, you got to get over here, April. They drag her into the turtle van, push the salad barge back toward Shredder's boat and it explodes like 30 seconds later and blows up in his face. Yeah. Whoever designed this grenade way too long of a lead time for when you pull it to when it blows up way too long. Is this the first time he's thrown it off his sash or did he throw one before? I don't remember where he... I think he he threw the other ones. Or maybe it was Bebop, but they. I'm pretty sure they pulled them from their sash. Yeah. I'm not sure, but could be a notable reference the first time he actually pulls that bad boy off his little fucking sash. So, so that blows up in Shredder and Bebop and Rocksteady's face, and then we cut to underwater, and there's a giant squid that gets sucked down into the super pump. And it goes into the holding tank at the Technodrome. And Krang is like, fuck, this water flooding everywhere. Every time we cut to Krang, it's just <laughs> more and more dire situation. And the foot soldiers are bailing over with these buckets. And then Shredder calls and he's like, Krang, uh, the fucking turtles aren't dead. I need your help. And Krang is like, dude, there's a fucking giant squid in my house right now. I have my own problems. They're bigger than yours. Like, what are, what are you doing? I'm taking care of this right now. And Shredder's like, I need help. The turtles are here. Send some fucking help. And Krang smartly is like, oh, he gets his evil grin going. And he's like, oh, I'll send you some help. And he shoves the, or he pumps out this giant squid into the sewer tube. So it goes back up to the surface, presumably to go help Shredder defeat the turtles. I, I was going to ask, is the giant squid the 2,000 leagues under the sea? Like, is that what it's about, a giant squid? Well, Andrew, it's funny you should ask that question because we are now at trivia question number three. And you are correct in that there is a giant squid in both the book and the movie. It plays a more prominent role in the movie, but they don't call it a giant squid. So... For a pizza power-up of the combo slice variety, <clears throat> what do they call the giant squid in the book and the movie? What name do they give it? 
this is wrong, but fucking Megalodon. John, do you have a guess? Um, Mega Squid. No. The correct Octopus? answer is the devil fish. Oh. It's referred to as the devil fish. These fucking trivia questions are bullshit. I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, these are like, if you just did any research, these are the most basic ones. You I said there was in. no prep. Yeah. What, if I told you to research it, you would have got them all right. Therein lies the issue, Chris. No, Andrew, this is a trivia. I'm testing your knowledge. <laughs> God, you never heard fucking Captain Nemo in your life? They said it no. in the episode. All right, no, well, never heard th- these are important power-ups, so maybe fucking get one right. I'll make the next How, one easier. So um, the Meg 2 is in theaters now, or soon. You guys, what are your thoughts on the Meg, the movie? I sell any shark movie because it's way always overdone. That's the best part of the shark movies is that they're no, so fake you, that they're awesome. Do you guys remember the one? Deep Blue uh, Sea, yes. Yeah. Awful. Like where they great, are. Great movie. That's oh, terrible. Samuel Jackson, he like gets sucked in. Have either of you seen The Meg? No, I never will. Oh, it's good. It's so I've cheesy. looked for it's Megalodon good, teeth. Where? Maryland. Didn't Why? find any. Because it was something to do. It's actually cool. I found other teeth from prehistoric sharks, but not a megalodon tooth. Chris found human teeth from the. Yeah, never mind. (laughs) Good one, Andrew. Yeah, (laughs) too gory for the podcast, so we'll move move along. All right, I'll try and dumb down the fucking trivia question for you idiots. Next, the last one. But he sends a squid to the surface and. We cut back to the surface, and now the Channel 6 gang, minus April, is at the top of this nautical restaurant. They're in the crow's nest, and Burn is ripshit that they can't cover this flood. He says, and here we'll do another power-up choice for you to redeem yourselves. This is for the combo slice again. He says, this is the biggest flood since the Johnstown flood. Can either of you tell me what the Johnstown flood was. It was the biggest flood at the time. I cannot that is correct. The John, I cannot tell you what the Johnstown flood is. Uh, I'm going to actually know what it is. Uh, when the government was expanding the, whatever that river that runs through Manhattan is, Hudson, Hudson, Hudson yeah. East. When, yeah, when they were, um, yeah, when they were expanding that, they fucked up and it accidentally like washed away a whole bunch of uh, commercial properties in the southern part of the city. John, do you have a guess? No. Well, I'm gonna give it to Andrew, even though he's he wasn't wrong, but he was in the ballpark. So the Johnstown flood was the biggest flood in the history of the United States. And it happened not in New York, but in Pennsylvania in the, I think, early 1900s, late 1800s, when a dam catastrophically failed and spilled 16 million gallons of water basically onto a town that was right below the dam, wiped out the entire town, killed a bunch of people. So, Andrew... 
I wasn't close enough though. Yeah, you had the biggest flood at the time. I mean, you damn failed. Yeah. I'm giving no. it to him. Okay, I don't deserve fine. it. All right. Okay. I'll take it. Do you want it or <laughs> take not? It. <laughs> take it. All right. Yeah. Hold on. Let me make a note that Andrew now has his first. Wait a minute. Here we go. Yeah, I, I added a category for each Jeez, one. Jeez, Andrew fucking Andrew edited the Trello. <laughs> Andrew. Jesus Christ. Well, we had I thought he got deleted and I was panicking. We had three power up uh cards on there, so I just yeah, combined. Andrew now has the first combo power up. Okay, moving on. That was so, for a combo? Yeah, I said to redeem it for a combo. Maybe you should try harder next time, Joe. Wow. I mean so, yeah, I mean that's fine. That's fine. That's okay. <laughs> They're at Listen, I'm running the episode. I can hand out whatever the fuck I want when I want. Okay. <laughs> That's actually true. The next, so. the <laughs> Channel 6 gang is at the top of this restaurant as the flood is happening. And Vern says, hey, he's kind of pointing at Irma. Why don't we send a volunteer out to figure out what's going on? And Vern says, great idea. Throw this scuba suit on Vern, this old-fashioned fucking metal helmet suit. And get out there and go figure out what's going on. So he jumps out and he's walking underwater and he sees the giant squid and freaks out. And he comes running back and he tells them that he saw an octopus, not a squid. He says it had eight legs, giant mouth. He's terrified. And Irma isn't really that afraid. She's like, oh, that's all. Like, what are you freaking out about? Meanwhile, Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady are just floating in the boat, waiting for the squid to show up. And it does show up. And Shredder has a brainwave neutralizer, which is basically just a plunger head with a bunch of wires and stuff on it. Fucking unbelievable, this plunger. Yeah. So this squid shows up. It grabs Rocksteady. And then what does Shredder do, Andrew? He fucking hucks the plunger right into the forehead, like the unibrow spot of the squid. <laughs> and then he pulls out a controller as if he's about to like robotic control it, but he doesn't. And instead he says, you now like obey only my commands. And he says, drop him. And the squid drops rock steady back into the boat. Uh, I just want to point out, this is not the first neutralizer that has been featured on this show. So if you recall the Mento neutralizer from wow, yeah, handful of episodes ago when they, he was trying, what was he trying to do? Control the turtles or? Uh, yeah, no, it was. Um, I can't remember. It wasn't three. He put it on somebody else. Yeah. And then uh, even just from two episodes ago with Big Mac, um, what was that thing called? Because that was the same the idea. Oscillator. Like the, yeah, the de-oscillator. Yeah, yeah, as John would call it. Um, yeah. So same thing, like controlling their brain. So I think we know how this is going to end up, but let's find out. So he throws that fucking plunger right, right in between the eyes of the squid. And then the, the turtles effect, are back. The sound effect of the plunge. Yeah. Great. Very satisfying. Good ASMR. And the turtles are back in the turtle van with April and Splinter. And they're trying to, they're still trying to figure out how shredder is behind this. They don't, they don't know yet what's going on. They just know that he's got something to do with it. And as they're trying to figure this out, their van is rocked by a massive 
rogue wave. And it carries them all the way to Shredder. And Shredder's on the phone with Krang, and he's like, got the squid, buddy. It's under my control. You're going to fucking crush these turtles. And Krang's like, well, you got to go find them. They're not just going to come to you. But they do actually come to Shredder. So they're riding this wave, and the turtles are ready to fight. So they climb onto the roof of the turtle van, and they're like, we're going to kick Shredder's ass. We're coming for him. And he takes the giant squid under his remote control, and he uses it to grab them each. He's got one turtle in each tentacle, and he's just fucking with them. He's juggling them and spinning them around, and he's basically just messing around with them instead of killing them. Yeah, he's getting greedy. He's like a cat playing with the mouse, you know? Speaking of cat, what's up, Marshall? Um, yeah, like a cat playing with a mouse and having too much fun. Uh, to the point even where, I, is it Bebop or Roxy that's like, hey, um, boss, shouldn't you, and they say, splatterize the turtles. Hell yeah. Fucking great, yeah. great verb, right? Verb, yeah. Splatterize. And it is Rocksteady. He's bloodthirsty for the last couple episodes. So he's begging to splatterize him. Splinter says, or Shredder says, no, 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 I'm having fun with him right now. And as they're getting kind of flailed around, Donnie is like, we got to get that controller if we want to save ourselves. And Splinter and April, who are still in the turtle van, realize the same thing. So April's driving. She spins the van around and just charges at the boat that Bebop, Rocksteady, and Splinter and Shredder in, and she rams it. And when she rams it, the remote flings up into the air. Donnie catches it and then uses it to free him and the other turtles. And then not only does he free them, he turns the squid on Shredder, his gang, and they pick them up and they're spanking them on the butt. As punishment, I guess. And they're about to... I don't even know what he was going to do, but Mikey, before he can do whatever he was going to do, Mikey fucks it up. And he's like, hey, that looks like fun. And he starts pushing buttons over uh, Donnie's shoulder. And whatever buttons he pushes releases Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady into the boat. And they throw it in reverse and they get out of there and escape. Yes. Uh, I'm referring to April and Splinter now as Team Ramrod. Um (laughs) After that, shout out to Super Troopers. Also, you missed a Cowabunga number two from Mikey. Right before uh, the squid is like fucking them up. So we got two from Mikey this episode. April, welcome to the fucking show. Like you finally showed up and are doing something like helpful. So like she's got her shit together apparently. Um, Saves the day. And yeah, that whole okie doke like flip the script on Shredder Bebop and Rocksteady. Classic you know, uh, 87 series plot line. Um, but yeah, just, this is where stuff was getting weird. I was, I was like the whole squid thing. I feel like could have been executed better and not so like childish personally. Yeah, I agree. The spanking of the butts was a nice touch by the animators. I just thought it was funny where it's like, not only are you being, you know, captured by this squid. Well, also like 
what is the deal with this squid? I know it's under mind control, but like every octopus squid sea creature always grabs things in the tentacles and just flails it around above the water. Seemingly. Yeah, that's a classic Kraken squid yeah. move. Just fling people around. So they Bebop Park City and Shredder kind of escape and then they're like the turtles are left there and they're trying to figure out how to what to do with the squid. And Donnie's like, oh, if I knock this thing off its head, it'll probably just go back home. So they knock off the brainwave neutralizer and the squid swims away. And April gets all of this on camera. So she's pumped because for once, she's finally got her news story recorded without her camera getting destroyed. And they're all happy because the squid goes away. And once the squid swims away, the water just randomly recedes from the city. So the floodwaters go away. Everything goes back to normal. And we cut to Krang, who's in full fucking panic mode down in the Technodrome because the super pump is now stuck in reverse. So it's draining all of the city water and flooding the Technodrome. And he hasn't had a chance to rust proof anything in there. So he's just the foot soldiers. I think one of them dies. It gets like exploded by water. And they've just still got their stupid buckets they're trying to bail out with. And Crane gets hit right in the face with a jet of water as this pump is malfunctioning around him. What I I get the they have the buckets to bail out the Technodrome, but like what are they where are they putting that water? Just back in the Technodrome. Ineffective. Again, to give you a scale of the Technodrome, all of the city water is flooded into it and it's only up to Crane's like ankles. So massive, massive, whatever you want to call it, technodrome. Yeah. Uh, even some of the, they, they do like a widescreen at times throughout this episode and like Krang is this fucking like tiny little thing in this like massive uh, stadium. Cavernous. Yeah. Cavernous uh, yeah. fucking thing. So, yeah. So meanwhile, back topside, we're at channel six again, burn and company are back in the building. And Burns in a tizzy because April's not back yet and they have no story to go on the air. And she comes rushing in as she always does at the last second. And she has her story. So she's on air. Meanwhile, Vern has this scuba helmet stuck on his head because he was underwater. (laughs) Which brings us to our final trivia question. Which is, speaking of underwater things, their famous ship in... The movie and book 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea is a submarine. And what is the name of the submarine? It starts with the letter N and it is nautical themed. Emphasis on the word nautical. Did John freeze? Oh, no. I know. I, I this is for thinking. a pizza. This is for a pizza party power up. Ooh. N. Nautically themed. Yeah, like knots. That's with like, a K. That's all I'll say. I think. 
I'm going to go with the Nautilus. John is correct. Wow. The ship is called the Nautilus. So Did John, John look it up? I don't know. No, I didn't. I didn't. Chris, you just he was a little heavy handed with the. Well, what you fucking hint. you never would have guessed it otherwise. <laughs> the First, Nautilus. they're too easy, then they're too hard. John now wow. has a respin and a party pizza. Out. Wow, the party wow. pizza. Wow. Nice. Also, fucking Chris just handed out pizza power ups, potential pizza power ups like the fucking awesome. Halloween candy. We do, we're doing one an episode. I want I want to see some of these things used. Let's start handing them out. Well, I just want to throw it out there. I'm fucking using every power up I earn, like within an episode. That's a fact. <laughs> it is a fact. We'll we'll see who spins today. Yeah, it's gonna be very we'll interesting. See. So to uh, wrap out the episode, April goes on air, and she gets to present her story. So she gets the big scoop on the flood. And she's so excited, she closes with a turtle power on live air. And the turtles, they're watching back at their turtle air on TV, and they're pumped that they got referenced. And as they're watching the broadcast, Splinter pops in and surprises them slash scares them because he wants to serve them a squid dish. So I think we should add squid for a pizza stop. Ooh. Maybe a little calamar. Squid. Or a little squid ink pizza dough. Where do you even get squid ink from? Uh, Obviously Staples. (laughs) (laughs) And that Uh, is the end of the episode. I will say, uh, I didn't think it was bad. Obviously, there was some, you know, Weird parts. I I think it was a good episode because you had like all the, like a lot of character storylines that were or not storylines, but a lot of a lot of the core characters were involved. Like we've seen episodes lately where Krang is just being called to, or like Bebop and Rocksteady aren't in the episode, um, or like Mikey's doing everything. I think it was a good mix here. Where, I mean, Leo maybe took a a little bit of a backseat, but outside of that. Um, everyone kind of had their role. So I liked it for that reason. I mean, another plan goes awry. It's kind of getting old. So I'd like to see more villains. We've talked about this time and time again. Like, let's let's get something new instead of just the Krang and Shredder fucking shit up always. Mostly Krang. I got, yeah. And how, I my question is, how did the water drain so fast? It was like very, hey, we need to wrap up this episode. So let's get the water out of the city. And also, yeah. and two, where the fuck is the people of New York City? There was no one in the streets, no one in the water when it flooded. Like, very well emergency response people. That's true. Yeah. There was only two people in the restaurant with burning those guys. So, maybe it was a holiday weekend. Who knows? Hard to say. Yeah. But I think for a like the Maltese hamster episode, I just hated because it was too much like the movie. This I think was a better balance. So mm. we will now move to a Shellcast Sportsbook update. John, 
you will. We had a, at least two cowabungas for Mikey. Yes, we did. Um, and it's the first uh, update that we've had to the sports book in three episodes. So season three, episode 11 was the last cowabunga that we had. This week, we had two for Michelangelo, putting the total at 12. So not currently below the pace for the 82 and a half line. No turtle blimp this episode. Thank the good Lord. Raphael did not drive the turtle van and or turtle boat. And still from Leo Nardo, no katana throws. Can you guys see John's screen? Yes. Yes, I can. Interesting. I don't see anything. So. Wow. Interesting. I'll trust that it's there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, so. Awesome. Thank you, John. We will now go to Turtleisms. Cowabunga! Big episode for Turtleisms, which can only mean we'll have John start off with what he heard. Well, Chris, I heard them all. <laughs> so why don't you repeat some of them, or all of them, if you would? There were yes, there were. Two, I did not write them down. I I had a hot streak with the turtleisms. I now had a cold streak two in a row that I haven't written them down specifically. But there were two cowabungas. I know that three actually. You forgot? No, there were only two. Yeah, there were only two. Sure. I wrote them all down because I knew Chris was hosting, and as a good co-host, uh, I wanted to take a segment off his shoulders so he could rest his voice. Um, Thank you, Andrew. So uh, I'm going to run it down by character. I actually had the time this week to do it by character. Wow. And here we go. Michelangelo, totally tubular dude. Pulling your flipper, devoutly bodacious, awesomely fantastico, and toad Ali. So I did all like, like that one. five of those or six were like in that first scene with the turtle bloat or whatever the fuck that thing was called. What was the one he said when they were driving the boat away? It was like, I'm totally on the wavelength or something. Yeah. Resonate with that notion, dude. That's the one. Yeah. Um, then he had the two cowabungas, surfs up, radical ride, gnarly surf, instant turtle soup, Mondo conversion, dude, in reference to the turtle van, humongous wave and no problemo. Raph had a metal mouth burn. Rare that burn actually has anything. Um, but he did say Channel 6 hasn't had a scoop in weeks. And then he said, great jumping jellyfish mm. um, at one point. Krang, you're about to be flushed. Pretty good insult. Vernon, uh, I hate Vernon. And he said, yucky poo, like a yeah. fucking three-year-old. Uh, Rocksteady, turtle trash in time and splatterize them. Shredder, wretched reptiles, I squid you not, which he then said, I made a funny which I didn't understand. Um, and then he also <laughs> said, toadying, yeah, toad, toadying twerp. Toadying, I don't, what is that? What does that mean? I don't know. The squid you not is kid you not. I kid oh. you not, I squid you not. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Leo, turtles fight with honor. Donnie, he did drop a fearless leader reference. I don't know if you guys heard that. I did. Uh, April, fantastic footage. Scoop the networks and then the turtle power. So actually quite a bit this episode. 
which also the scoop the networks channel six isn't a network news station apparently so i guess yeah. unaffiliated just local Seems. access they're just all about the stories so thank you andrew for being prepared for turtleisms and at some point changing your green screen background i didn't notice that until yeah just now. i like this that one's like realistic really, this so is that it matches chris this is a homemade this is a this is a yeah i've just made this while we were chatting so oh nice little ai mid-journey let's go we will now move to the villain power ranking Wow, Andrew just put a fucking squid in there. Looks like tentacruel. Wow. All right, the crack. I mean, Andrew, if you would give us a rundown of the top 10. Absolutely. Um, notable, the old slide. John is just, it's a bit now. He's got to run with it for the rest of existence. Yeah. Uh, but the top 10, top five are Shredder, Krang, BNR. Foot Soldiers, The Rat King, 6 through 10, Vivaldi Crime Syndicate, Baxter, Stockman, Trag Granitor, The Rock Soldiers, and then Don Tertelli rounds it out. Chris, you called this out last episode. Um, John goes with the bold uh, font yeah, I on do. his slide, and I do not. So that was the little Easter egg that you could notice. If you, watch, if you watch on the YouTube, uh, you will see. So check it out. at Team Because Angel. as they say fortune favors the bold now i can't is john's thing showing yeah yep great i got nothing <laughs> someone else is gonna have to guide this because i got nothing i all right andrew andrew wow what a great recap that you did of this completely accurate wow okay let's talk a little bit about the villain so I think I think we put the squid on here as a villain. Do you? What do we think about that? No. Does he have to go to the graveyard though? Because he, is he going to come back? I think he's done. Yeah, he goes right to yeah. the graveyard. But he is a villain. Oh. I we I mean we put like that. What was the um, mutant plant on there? We put. Um, yeah, we did the alien plant. Yeah, we've put some of these things. So I think the squid who's behind me is looking way better in real life than in the cartoon. Not to be confused with an octopus, um, it goes to the villain graveyard. Giant squid, which I believe at the time of this episode, it was not confirmed that giant squids even existed. Yeah, let me let me check out what it's officially named at. At uh, shout out, Turtlepedia. Um, my guess is it's just giant squid, but you never know. Not to be confused with the tentacle monster, which came from a different dimension. Oh, yeah. That thing that basically died right just, away. Yeah, it fell through the portal and then just fucking was immediately killed, right? Or <laughs> yeah. Tough, like tough life. Yeah. All right. So the official name for this bad boy under the character's slot is not listed. So giant squid it un- is. Unnamed role. Yeah, Un- uncredited role for the GS giant squid, not to be confused with John. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Chris. I have a comment. Right. Okay, that I'll save for later. So remind me. 
Okay. Excellent. So, well, can you see the screen now, Chris? I can. It is now Perfect. appeared, which is awesome. Uh, we will start. So active participants this episode, Giant Squid, right to the graveyard. And then it's just the old gang, Shredder, Krang, Bebop, and Rocksteady, and the Foot Soldiers. So we'll start with the Foot Soldiers. Any movement out of the Foot Soldiers? They're just doing the Lord's work, being grunts. Yeah. They didn't die, though. <laughs> no deaths. This, oh, well, presumably no deaths. One. They could have. That was a workplace <laughs> incident. So zero OSHA. days since the last year. OSHA's all <laughs> over, says. <laughs> Um, All right, Bebop and Rocksteady, what are we thinking? Same. I mean, I don't think anyone moves, honestly. Like, I think Bebop and Rocksteady stay where they are. I think Krang's plan was good, but then ultimately, like, he fucked it up. So can we move him He fucked two? it up. Shredder fucked it up. Well, if you recall, Bebop and Rocksteady, let's, Bebop and Rocksteady, I don't think move up, and I don't think they yeah. move down because the foot soldiers didn't do much. The Rat King is not, and none of those other guys are relevant right now. So I don't think we can move BNR in good The only thing I will say for Rocksteady is that he wanted to kill the Turtles again. He's very, even though he's very death, he wants to kill everything. He was right in that Shredder shouldn't have been messing around with him. He should have just splatterized him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Krang. I think stage at two. But the gap has closed. Because yeah. Krang's plan, great plan. The pump only started malfunctioning because Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady took so long to get the boat, if you recall. And he cool. like Bebop and Rocksteady took so long. It's not Shredder. Yeah, but Shredder knew they were like they're gonna be slow because he said they're not rocket scientists. He should have just gone with them. Or should Krang should have built Krang? a better yeah. super pump that wouldn't fucking take like a minute to potentially start like leaking at the seams. Even even when it was malfunctioning, it was still working. Krang had a great plan. Shredder from the get-go didn't give a shit about this plan. And he sabotaged it. So this is what I think is happening is if it's not their idea, they poo-poo on the other person. Like Krang, that I think that happened recently, like the other episode where he was like uninterested in killing the turtles because he was watching the soap operas and like shredder or whatever was going on. You know what I mean? Like, and shredder was all about it. And now this opposite, this episode it's flipped where shredder like really couldn't care less about Krang's plan, even though one episode ago he wanted to destroy the turtles. So it's weird, weird times in uh, the technodrome. I also, I can't, I can't fault shredder for dicking around with the giant squid controller. And not splatterizing the turtles because how awesome would it be to have a little remote control that operates a giant squid? That was a very big thing in the 90s. Too. I don't know if remote controls are still big, but there's nothing cooler than driving a remote control car around as a kid. Shout out to cool. yeah, yes, as I had watched um, your RC Land Rover thing drive around. Shout out to RC being an abbreviation for remote control. And not race car, like you would think. Race car, uh, a palindrome. Yes. Along with banana boy. Lion oil. Yo, banana boy. Yo, banana boy. I'm a salami and hog. Go buy Something a bologna. Like I'm a salami hog. 
<laughs> All right. So go, no, sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go hang a salami. I'm a baloney. No. <laughs> <laughs> go hang a baloney. I'm a lasagna hog. That's it. Get salami out there. Go hang a baloney. I'm a lasagna hog. All right. So the villain power rankings stay unchanged for this week. Is that what we're saying? Yep. And the only difference is the graveyard. We got one more tombstone on there. We do. All right. Okay. So last week we had a TikTok pizza poll question. And John, what was that question? Do you remember? Because I I do. do. Yes. Uh, The question was, what is your go-to karaoke song? Yes. To which I went first and I answered Stand By Me by Benny King. John, I believe you answered Mr. Brightside. I did. And what are the results of that poll? The results of the poll are being pulled up as we speak. They were posted. um, I forget what time I posted this poll, but it's on Friday, right? Yes, it was on Friday. It was Friday evening, I believe. Uh, 114 votes, so we're back up to a decent Ooh. number of responses here. With 67 votes, the winner is Stand By Me. Nice. 59% of the respondents. A couple of comments. One, Chris pointed this out in the group text. Uh, John, for whatever reason, thought it was a good idea to pick Chris's song as the background music for the poll. So that was a interesting move, John. I think that is the difference because once you hear that song, so it's game over. It's in your head. It's the rest of the day. So here's why I did that. Right, wrong, or indifferent. I thought because Chris had the number one answer and it was a question that lent itself to it that he would get the top billing. I I don't know. That's just how I felt. Well, I mean, you could have just chosen either of the songs. Yeah, or the one I picked, which was what? Call friends me maybe. in Low Places. Oh, Friends in Low yeah. Places, yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. Call me maybe Either way. a great one. Yeah. Either way, uh, honestly, a, a twenty vote marg a twenty vote margin of victory yeah. is not close enough where it would Yeah. I, w- I will say though, I was at a concert again this weekend. Shout out to Yellow Card, throwback to the early two thousands, um, Ocean Avenue. But uh, while we were waiting for them to take the stage, they had the music playing, and Mr. Brightside was one of the songs that they were blasting, and mm-hmm. the crowd was singing. So we won't know how it would have ended up otherwise, but uh, Chris is victorious, which means John is going to be spinning the wheel. And as a reminder, we have a bunch of pizza power-ups that are an option to be in play. So I have a respin, John has a respin, and a party pizza, and Andrew has the combo. So mm. does anyone he- want to use one now? So, uh, no, I don't want to use mine. You can use it after the spin as well, but... A fucking bold claim by Andrew who says he will be using his power-ups immediately. Why would he use it before, though? It's smart to wait. Yeah. John. And what's funny is uh, there could be retaliation in a single wheel spin, which would be funny. Like if I tried to fucking combo you to fuck you over and then you party pizza me to make me eat it with you. 
Like yeah, this was, we'll I'm not going to take credit for this idea, but it was the best idea I had it is. for the show so far, I think. So, hmm. so anyway. with no pizza power-ups in play, John, do you have one in particular you got your eye on? I, yeah, I kind of want to do pizza dip. Get some tortilla chips, make a pizza dip, you know, do the things. I dip you dip. Yeah. Squadoosh. Squid dip. Pizza dip would be cool. I just want to make sure I had the ones from last episode, which I do. So that's good. Um, Well, how about what you really don't want, John? I really don't want... um, Probably tofu and fresh shrimp. No, thank you. Yeah, that one's kind of fucked up. Uh, the one right next to pizza dip is liverwurst. So, cool. oh yeah, not wrong. I don't even know what that is to be honest. It's not like good. bologna, but worse. <laughs> I like it, but it's an acquired taste. Yeah, I don't want that. Cool. Well, John, just let me know when you want this bad boy to start spinning. Spin that wheel. Crazy, we, we thought we wouldn't have enough pizzas at one point. Ooh, John got anchovy, anchovy. Wow, just flat out wow. old school, goddamn anchovy. Fuck that, so. respin. I'm sick of. I want an anchovy. There's too many anchovies. I'm respinning, <laughs> John. All right, John got respun. So uh, here we go again. Oop. Wow. Wow. How do you feel about that, John? Are you happy for that? Are you? I was kind of, yeah. I, I don't think I would have minded anchovy. Pineapple. Oh, yeah, damn. Oh, baby. Keep going. Oh. I'll take pineapple. Yeah, I'm that's actually a great combo slice on you, John. So, what's the. Can I do that? Yeah, you can. Yeah. All right. So, we're spinning again, again, and you're spinning again. Pineapple right. and yeah. whatever else lands. Damn. So, here we go. Shit. Three wheels. Combos off in the board. Episode. Come on. Pepperoni and pineapple. No way. Shrimp, and, shrimp puff oh, and cheese. Oh. What is that? Shrimp cheese dip. dip. Cheese dip. Wow. And pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. What is that? What is sh- what? Shrimp puff, John. It's a hot pot. Wow. Pocket. So, John, are you are you going to use your party pizza or are you done? John has no. a respin also. He also has a respin, yeah. So you could, if you want a different combo. Yeah, I'm going to respin that. Wow. Respin the shrimp puff. I'm, I don't even know so what that is. So the pineapple stays. Yep. He's respinning. Yeah. Wow. I think I handed out all these power-ups. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if he gets it again. Mini What's French that? bread pizza. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Wow. Nope. Oh. oh. Yeah. He was wow. two away. Wow. I, I just had a mini French bread pineapple pizza. Beautiful. Sounds pretty good. You fucking yeah. definitely dodged some bullets there. You had anchovy, <laughs> shrimp puffs, and cheese dip. I'm just sick of seeing anchovy. We've had it so yeah. many times. I, I gotta uh, I gotta write this down because I'm gonna remember that. Pizza and am I taking frenzy. am I taking both of these the combos off or am I just doing no, the, you leave the no. first no. one? I yeah, the first one I took yeah. off. Right, pineapple. Yeah, yeah take pineapple yeah. off this one. John, oh, party, are you party pizzaing or are we done with the power-ups right now? No, we're done with the power-ups. Okay, I got to cool. save that party pizza. All right. So just to recap, 
John is now the only one with a pizza power up left. He has the party <laughs> pizza. <laughs> I use a respin. John used a respin. Andrew used his combo. So a lot of action after wow. two weeks of no action. Pops. Yeah, and I just got to tell you, John, fuck you, because I was waiting to use my combo. I was going to use my combo no matter what, and I was just waiting until the second spin because I wasn't going to use it on the first one. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Why would you? Yeah. So. so we will now go into the pizza poll for next week. So because John is eating a pizza, he will be reading the question. We will generate a random number, which will give us the pizza poll question. Andrew will have the first chance to respond because he ate pizza this week. And I will have the second answer. Yes. So we have a total of 51 questions. 51. I'm going to redo it. 51. 36. Number 36. What is the best Wi-Fi name you've seen? Like a Wi-Fi network name. Or what is, yeah, what's just the best Wi-Fi? What's the best name for a Wi-Fi network? Wow. You know what's crazy about these polls is like when you're in them, you fucking can't think of anything. But when you're not, you have all the good answers. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fact. That's called pressure, uh, baby. Yeah. So I'm first. Damn, I wish I could remember because there was a funny. Well, mm, I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank. Um, so I'm going to say. You want me to go first to give you a little more time? Yeah, I can't think of anything. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> I, this is a classic, but it's one of my favorite. And it's pretty fly for a Wi-Fi. Right, I don't know if that'll fit. Yeah. What's the character limit? And um, I can do a little finagling here. I think I know how to do it. If not, I have other answers I can give. I think I know how to do it. <clears throat> All right. How about this? this? I don't think this makes sense, but it's the only fucking thing that's coming to my brain. Uh, shout out Seinfeld. Arguably the greatest show of all time. Although I will say Shit's Creek is fucking hilarious too. I just started watching that. Yeah. Pretty good. I Yeah. We got to talk about that. Great. Yeah, we will. Um, but this doesn't make sense. It's all I could think of. Uh, you know how the soup Nazi says no soup for you. I'm going no Wi-Fi for you. That's not bad for just coming up with it. It really doesn't make sense, but it's legitimately all I can think of. <laughs> I almost right, floated. Well, I almost played a John and just floated like a 69 or a 420 in there because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't figure anything. I, um, so I, yeah, the, no pressure for me, but I'm always a fan of the FBI surveillance fan number one. Yeah. That was my other one I was going to do. That one makes me laugh. Those are funny. Shout out to my the other owner of the condo that I live in. Her Wi-Fi name is Connecto Patronum. That's pretty good. Uh, is that Harry a Potter, Harry Potter Expecto, reference? Yeah, Expecto Patronum. I just and I just um, I just googled funny Wi-Fi names, 
and here's the list that came up. Drop it like it's hotspot. Keep Ooh, it on the it. download. Panic at the Cisco. Bill Y the Science Fi. Oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> These are fucking genius. Yeah. Oh, here's one uh, I just Wu Tang Land. That's good. Wu Tang Land. <laughs> How about uh, hide, hide your kids, hide your Wi Fi? Yeah, I remember hilarious. that viral video. Yeah. Yeah. So, some funny ones there. Router, I hardly know her. <laughs> Art Vandalay. It burns when IP. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. All right, we'll see. Uh, I've had a cold streak in the pizza wheel, uh, as has John. So uh, if history repeats itself, Chris will be sans pizza next week, um, and I'll be hosting and eating again, potentially. So if you would rather see Chris eat, go to our TikTok, which is still called TikTok, unlike X, um, which is a steaming pile of shit these days, but we're still there. Chris is still, Chris is committed to Fucking the end. Put so him out there, going down go with the ship. At TMNT Shellcast uh, on TikTok, you can vote in our poll. It usually goes live Thursdays or Fridays. Um, and obviously, you'll get your vote in before Sundays, uh, typically is when we record. Also, we're on Instagram. So check it out. Uh, speaking of Instagram, do you guys check out Turtle Tuesday? I did see the Turtle Tuesday posts. Mm. Pretty cool. I have to say it's a nice addition to the Instagram. Definitely our strongest and most consistent platform. No surprise that it's Andrew that's running it. John frantically pulling up Instagram on his phone. So, John, why don't you tell us your favorite part of Turtle Tuesday? Well, my favorite part was just learning what it was. And I... I got it. Andrew. What is it? No. I don't know. It was preview. Andrew hinted at it on the last episode. I know. John. He said he was going to do it. Yeah. So it. for the listeners, uh, every Tuesday that I remember, which will be most of them, uh, I have decided to incorporate the NECA action figures that I've been featuring in the show and tells and, and pulling them and marrying them with our, mid-journey AI art generation. So it's a little yin and yang. Here's an actual photo of a posed action figure with a AI-generated background. So I'm trying to blur that a little bit. First one, I'm not. it's not the best, but I think it was a good effort. And it featured Big Mac uh, standing in the streets of New York after he, I'm sorry, not Big Mac. It featured Mac standing on the street of New York after he had blown everything up. So, it gave me like uh, Terminator vibes. Yeah. It did. I, how did I miss that? I saw every other Instagram except that one. Unbelievable. Well, John, some people care and some people don't. So I seeked it out. Saw it. Morning. Nope, seeked. And while we're on the topic Sucked of Instagram, uh, I just have to say, Sean, shout out to Sean, my uh, one of my good friends. He likes every post like within the minute that I post it. I don't know how, because some of these posts I put up at like midnight, 1 a.m. my time. And it's before I can even baby. before I can even 
switch to my account to like it, my personal account to like it and comment, he fucking has already liked it. So he's like wow. number one fan. Does he listen to the pod? I don't know. We should maybe put in like a code word so that, you know, if he comments like a giant squid this week, then we know he's listening to the pod. If he doesn't, he's just liking the post. Either way, we appreciate it because it's helping drive engagement. So thanks, Sean. Wow. I still can't believe that last week's episode, 41 views, listens. Yeah. And I don't know. I honestly don't know why. Like I've been, I'm doing everything the same. Like I, I added more hashtags. I don't think it's that. Um, I don't think they found it. I should look at see like to see who referred them, but I don't know. We did get a shout out on Twitter. Shout out Toronto, Dave. Love Dave. Awesome dude. Got a lot wow. of followers too. So give us a shout out. Sorry, on X. Maybe helped boost the uh what, the count. What day did he shout us out? Uh let me look. I want to say it was two or three days ago. On the fourth? August fourth, perhaps? If it's Maybe the fourth, it's one thousand percent Toronto Dave, and we should send him our stickers. It was no, it was originally was five days ago. And then there were a couple of responses yesterday. Hmm. Well, well he seems knows. like the, oh. the the variable. So I'm going to credit Toronto Dave. He is our now. Canadian listener. So um, I know we cover Canada pretty well. That's Dave. Wow. Shout out Dave. Not to be confused with Dave. Like yeah. Dave, Dave, turtle, the other Dave. Yeah, Dave turtle still hasn't left the turtle voicemail. Dave. Yeah. Yeah, Welcome. still letting us down, Dave. That not that Dave. Yeah. John, do any of your friends oh yeah. We bleeped his name out earlier, but all of our <laughs> friends listening to the pod. Beautiful. What a, what a time to be alive. <laughs> all right. <laughs> anyway, what did the um, what did the tweet say, Chris? Just out of curiosity. He tagged us. It was somebody so actually let me pull it back up because uh another this is this all goes back to the fantasy football twitter which shout out fantasy football twitter it's like its own little universe which is crazy but troy king who works for yahoo shout out troy uh tweeted that the tmnt movie was awesome he had just seen it and toronto dave this is why i love dave tagged the pod in a comment so a little cross promotion and then we got some comments on that including Scott Fishbowl, who Scott Fish runs a charity fantasy football tournament every year that has like 10,000 people in it. So shout out, Scott. Mm. Wow. So the moral of the story is maybe we need to get some uh, some little cross promo. Maybe, I don't know, Chris, get featured on your other podcast. Well, <laughs> it's been a while since we've recorded, but yes. It was Maybe it someday. was mentioned on previous episodes, and the next time we record, there will definitely be some cross promotion, no cross pollination. Mm. Nice. Well, thanks. Uh, if Toronto Dave, I'm giving you credit. I think it's. I'll send him some uh, stickers. Shout out, Dave. Yeah, it's definitely I'm duly noted. Uh, whatever happened last week, if we can keep that up, because um, in general, the pod's doing great. Like we are. I'm not gonna do a full. Um, overview because we do that kind of on the 25 every 25 episodes but things have been trending in a great direction unfortunately though um 
we did lose the ads this month. So, I mean, for the listeners, it's probably better. Um, but uh, that was our fault. I mean, we had a really busy June and July, so uh, that's on us. But uh, good news is our listenership's way up since then. So uh, ads will be coming back. So just be prepped. Yeah, mm-hmm. including maybe some some ads of some businesses you've seen on the show. So look out for that. And uh, speaking of ads, I don't think we ever mentioned this, but the whole reason we're doing it is, uh, you know, we're just we're just three guys doing a pod, covering our costs. So thank you to everyone that listened. We made one dollar and eighty nine cents last month, almost enough to uh, buy two Arizona iced teas. Uh, it would be great to buy three. So let's keep them coming. And all that money right back into the pod. So, Andrew, I would just say pocket that because you're doing most of the heavy lifting behind the scenes. I don't know how it gets paid out. Do we get residual checks or maybe let me know after the show? Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. What I will say, though, is we're definitely trying to, uh, as we're speaking about engagement, we're definitely trying to um, engage folks. We've got some ideas in the pipeline. We'll definitely introduce those in future shows. Um, but uh, I've been floating some ideas where maybe that ad money, maybe purchases something which can then be you know randomly like a random lottery to our foot soldiers so Mm. stay tuned for that we'll flesh that out a little bit but um to chris's point yeah it's all going to go right back into the pod we're not doing this uh to make money we're doing it because it's fucking fun and uh yeah so thanks yes awesome chris i just want to um say that you made a colossal there was a colossal miss this episode not doing a Squid Games esque segment and killing you. Yeah, because that's what I want to do right now. <laughs> was that the comment you wanted me to remind you to say? Yeah, it was. It was Squid Games, Chris. Is it bad Mr. that I still haven't watched Squid Games and I have no desire to? Buddy, you have to watch Squid Desire. Games. Come on. Is it worse that I didn't watch? What's the Lion fucking thing? Oh, Lion King! I waited like two years to watch no. that. It was pretty, what? pretty good. Not what Lion are you talking King. about? I mean, the, the Tiger King. Tiger King, yeah. I didn't watch. Yeah, that's that. what I meant. Yeah. I did. It's pretty fucking wild. I will say that, but not at this point. No point in watching it. Also, coming from Chris, the person who just watched the Making a Murderer documentary on Netflix. That was good. Brandon Dassey, fucking <laughs> framed. <laughs> All right. Any other closing comments that aren't insults from John? I can't wait for John to host an episode and fucking tear him to shreds. Go ahead, John. I was going to say, uh, am I am I hosting the next episode? Andrew, Andrew, no. you just hosted. Yeah. So it's me. Uh, next episode is uh, number thirty-three in the franchise. It's season three, episode fifteen. Take me to your leader. Sounds like aliens coming back. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that plot before. Um, We've seen that plot before. Mm. What I will say from my side is Mm. um, I've said everything I need to say. So over to you, Chris. Awesome. Well, with that being said, that's it for today's episode. So thank you all for listening. And we will see you on episode 33, the Larry Bird episode. See you in a week. Cowbunga.